Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. Okay, I feel like we need to explain that joke. So, when I first met Jillian, um, we were in college, and I heard this guffaw of a laugh from across the room over something that, in my mind, it wasn't even that funny. (laughs) But this girl had the most annoying laugh. And I was like, what the hell? This girl is not, it, it's not even that funny. But then I found out that's just how Jillian laughs. And from then on, you know, that's, that's been it. And then now I'm stuck with her. <laughs> and that's been it. And you know what? It is an annoying laugh. You were right. You were not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong, but I've grown to love the person that's connected to that See, annoying this, laugh. This is, this is what I find when I make friends. It's like. I have to convince you that my annoyance is endearing. <laughs> I have to convince you. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Trust I, me, trust me, trust me. I'm actually charming. <laughs> I am charming. I am charming. I am also annoying. It can be both. It can be both. It can be both, I promise. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Okay, so today we're going to do reviews. We're going to do another book review episode. Who's going Welcome first? back. Welcome to back. Welcome back. Our show. Um. And who is going to go first? Okay, rock, paper, scissors. All right. Here you go. Remember we tried to do this over a video call and it was really good. And it was really good. It was really <laughs> it good. It really okay. worked. Okay, ready? Okay. Wait. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay, ready? You can do this. Ready? Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. <laughs> oh no, we're going to do it again. <laughs> rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. There we go. <laughs> You've gone first every time. I've gone first every time. Do you want to go first instead? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Screw the rock, paper, scissors. I want to go first. I'm sorry. I'm just so good at rock, paper, scissors. I I don't know. It's literally a game of chance. You go first, Queen. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. So the book that I have for today Mm -hmm. is called... The Dead Romantics. Oh. Oh, I think I have heard people talk about this one on the Tiki Talk. On the Tickety Talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, so The Dead Romantics. Yes. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I saw, again, on TikTok, mm-hmm. it was, here are all the um, spooky fall romances that you need to read right now. And I said, great, bookmark. Bookmark. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, and I saw it and I, um, so this book... If you have you ever seen the show Six Feet Under? No. 
Okay. So I would say, so Six Feet Under, or if you've seen the show, Pushing Daisies, mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or somebody said in the description, like, this is really, this is also could be like the movie While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Okay. But very vaguely that movie. Okay. Okay. So this book, I love it. It's might be one of my new favorites. Mm. And it's totally not a genre. I don't know why it's one of my favorites, but I love it so much. Okay. So this girl, Florence, she is a romance writer. She's actually a ghost writer for like a fa- very famous romance for author. Nora Roberts. Like Nora Roberts level. Yeah. Very, very famous, but in this it's it's fictional at right. this point. Um so she's a ghost writer for a very famous romance author. She loves romance novels, all of that stuff, and she's living up in New York. Uh, and her family owns a funeral home. Oh, hell yeah, brother. It's so good. So her family lives in a small town, and they are the funeral home for the to, town. For the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, there used to be another one, but every their last name their last name is Day. So they said, you got to be buried by a day, is the whole thing. That's the whole thing of their town. Right. So... I think it's in uh, Maremont, North Carolina, which I never looked up if that's a real town or not, but I, well, now we're going to do it. We're going to Google it. Listen, but we have access to Google 100% We have of the access time. to the interwebs. What is it? Maremont? It's Maremont, North Carolina. Fairmont, North Carolina is a thing. What's in Maremont? Okay, well, whatever. Anyway, small town in North Carolina. Yes. And... Her family is the <sighs> premier funeral home, and their funeral home is in this like old Victorian home that's been renovated. And her family, all the best funeral homes are. They are, mm-hmm. and their family. Her family is super cute and like kooky, and everybody's kind of weird. And one of the things that is a special characteristic is that she and her dad are the only ones that can also see ghosts oh yeah so it's getting that's good so you know you find out there's a moment where she's like walking in new york city and she sees this woman that's just standing there staring at her and she's kind of shimmering and she's like don't look at her don't talk to her and she's like yeah when ghosts try to follow me blah 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 blah. and you're like what you can see ghosts What? (laughs) so it starts off she is going to um, she's going to her new meet her new book editor mm-hmm. and she's going to the office and she's basically going to tell them I can't finish this book I've failed Anne is the author's name she said I failed her um, because I no longer believe in romance and you Jesus. find and you find out she got like Majorly heart heartbroken woof. like by a guy so she's like I can't finish this book I don't have Love is dead. Love is dead. I have no romantic inkling to try to finish this. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, she goes to meet her new book editor, and it's a hot, six-foot-tall brunette man. And I wrote... Oh, yeah. I took live notes when I was reading this book, and I wrote down... I said, what is it about six-foot-tall brunette men? Period. What is it about a tall man with dark hair? What is it? 
It's just something good. It's something good. And they describe him as having wide shoulders and, mm-hmm. like, the glasses. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that. I like that. Give me more. Um, so, and there's a moment where she, like, goes in to meet him. And she talks about, because he's so tall, she's like, oh, I want to climb him like a tree. And then she's like, no, Florence, you're not going to climb him. There's going to be no climbing. There will be no climbing, except there will be climbing. Right. Except there might be climbing. There might be, is there some climbing? Look, it's a romance book, so <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so so she goes in to meet her editor. Yes. And they, like, have this cute little connection, but then she's like, ugh, I can't finish this book, and they kind of have a falling out. So... She goes home, she goes to a club with her friend to try to like drink it off and all of this stuff. And she sees him outside and they kind of have this spark and then they like start making out Ah! in the alley. Ah! I know. And then she gets a phone call and she's like, wait a minute, sorry. And she like answers the phone and it's her mom telling her that her dad died. Oh my God. And she's like, she had just been making out with this hot guy and she's like, oh, God. And then her dad dies. And she's like, and it's just like this whole thing. But she can see ghosts. She can see ghosts. So she goes home and beside, and so she goes home. And one of the reasons she, it, one of the other big things is she hasn't been home in like 10 years. Mm. Uh, because you find out she solved a murder. Oh. In her hometown. And there's so many levels what? to this book. No. <laughs> she, I just got because, taken to my brain just got different taken to a completely different plane. I, there's so many the, there's that's so the thing many about layers. this book is that you think like, oh, this is gonna be a cute, Oh, I like, know what's happening. I know what's happening. And then you just have a whole other thing and then it's another layer. Anyway. Mm. And she so she hasn't been home because the whole town knows her and knows her story yeah. and is like, can you see ghosts or are you crazy kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she goes home for the first time in like 10 years mm-hmm. and she shows up and she walks into the family funeral home and her mom greets her and all of this stuff and they're reading her dad's will and, um, you know, she's kind of like flustered by all of this. And then the doorbell rings, mm-hmm. and she goes to open the door, and there's her hot editor standing there, <gasps> and he's a ghost. No! <laughs> no! 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 I'm on a journey. <laughs> okay. So, that's kind of the premise of it. What? That's kind of I the premise have so of it. many questions about what's going on. So many questions why about is what's he going on. Why is he there? Why, why is, is he, he dead? <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. What? What is going on here? So, does it end right? Does it end right? It ends. It uh, does it end correct? Don't tell me how it ends, but does it end correct? It depends on what you mean by correct, but it does cor- it end correct. It ends. I mean, it, I would say. I was okay. I would say you are satisfied with the ending. Okay, but I feel like when when we have a romance that has that one of the love interests is a ghost, <laughs> there is a correct way for it to end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> we'll move on, and we'll move on because we're not going to talk about what happened when it ends. But mm, you're going to have to read. You're going to have to read it. Want to know if it's correct? You got to know if it's correct, so you're gonna have to read it. Okay. So one of the things I love about this book um, is that 
one, the family is really such a beautiful part of the story. Her, her, her dad was such a kooky guy. He owns a funeral home. So like the whole, I feel like people that are really into, is it the mortuary business is what you Mortuary? Mortuary. Yeah, I think so. I feel like anyone that's like choosing to be in the mortuary business is kind of kooky. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be okay with a little bit of weirdness, a little yeah. bit of macabre yeah. flair. One of the things I love is that all of them have really terrible, like, mm-hmm. death humor. Yeah. Ga- so, like gallows humor. Gallows like. humor. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, they literally say it here. So I, I highlighted <laughs> I highlighted this because it was hilarious. So she's talking to her mom and she's talking about how her brother and his fiance are getting married and she goes oh what are we going to do when carver and nikki get married it isn't quite like i can dance with your father's corpse i nodded seriously you don't have the upper arm strength i couldn't carry that sort of dead weight that's so funny and so that that's it the whole time like they make these (laughs) terrible terrible corpse jokes terrible corpse puns these dab dab corpse jokes it's (laughs) and it's so good dead dead dad jokes dead dead dad jokes (laughs) um and it's really cute um the whole town maramont it is maramont yeah um the whole town in general is just adorable um, we love a small town romance yeah. as well. We need it needs it's to like, be a small it's town because like, like she's a paranormal like, small town romance. Yeah, because she's living in the big city and she needs a change. She needs a change. <laughs> she's got to go back to her small hometown <laughs> and meet the ghost who makes cookies at the bakery. Yeah, it's <laughs> not at all what happens, but that's fine. <laughs> it's a hallmark of the movie, right? Um, Except with ghosts. With ghosts and um, this very adorable family. And one of the things I love, um, there was a quote that I highlighted in here, was they're talking about at one point writing the family's story, Mm. making it into a book because she is a writer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking about how like you know we're not a gothic everybody wants to make us like this kind of gothic horror story because she and her dad can see ghosts mm-hmm. right um and they say you know we're, we're not a gothic like horror novel we're actually a love story because the family and it's i know it's <laughs> because they're just it's just the sweetest way they talk about death and they talk about helping people pass on their loved ones there's a i don't want to spoil anything but there's one particular scene where there's uh, her dad because he could see ghosts took so much time to make sure that the ghosts like did what they could do in order to pass on there's one guy that was like a 50 like a you know 60 year old man that died that still gets uh, her dad to send his wife flowers every anniversary and like she finds this out like through trying to figure out that's wholesome as hell it's wholesome as hell and like she she ends up bringing the flowers through you know she finds out through different reasons that she brings the flowers to the wife and she looks behind the wife and it's the husband ghost and he's like thank you <laughs> and it's just so cute it's really sweet. Anyway, moving on to the editor. Okay. So 
What, what is, is his name? Ben. Mm-hmm. Which I like that name. It's a, yeah, hot, it's a good, I, it's I don't a know. solid name. It's a hot name to me. <laughs> um, it's a hot name. It's got, it's got ben. So Three here, letters. You don't need that many letters. Yeah. So here, here's another thing that I wrote that was a very important yes. um, thing. Is that it's so hot mm-hmm. that they can't touch. It is so sexy as hell that they can't touch. There's so many instances where you see him like reach to like grab her or like put his hand on her shoulder. It makes me so sad. It's so sad, but it's also so sexy because then you just have this kind of heavy breathing just like... (sighs) Where they're just kind of staring into each other's eyes and like... There was one point... No, I can't. I don't want to spoil it. So there's just, it's really hot. The one thing that I can't stand, Mm. and this is, I think, a a thing with a lot of romance novels, Mm -hmm. is that one of the things that I hate is when there's a trope of miscommunication. Okay, yeah. When people don't communicate, it is my least favorite thing, and Mm -hmm. it gets me so annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. It's very common in romance novels. It's very common because people just don't communicate. Yeah. I feel like miscommunication, it's very common in romance novels. It's very easy to do in a way that is so beyond frustrating. But for me, I feel like it can be done. In a way that I'm like, I understand why there was a miscommunication here. And I'm not upset with either of you for being confused. Because I would have also been confused. But it's also very easy to do it in a way that is like, I'm so frustrated actually with both of you. Because you're both stupid and I hate you right now. (laughs) That's why I can't watch a lot of like teen romances anymore. It leans (laughs) so hard on the miscommunication. And for a teen romance for for like YA, like I get it. They're all dumb. But <laughs> They're I don't want to I don't want to be mad at you. I know. I want to like you. <laughs> I don't want to be mad at you for for just not communicating well. Yeah. If I'm going to be mad at you, I want to be mad at you for like a real reason. Yeah. So, anyway, there's a little bit of that, but it's like it's minor. That yeah. but that was the only thing I would say is like, oh, why can't we communicate? Um anyway, so for me, this was a Five out of five. Really? It was a five out of five. I would put this on my bookshelf if it weren't in my Kindle library. Um, you, you know, it's possible. You it can, is possible to buy. You can still buy the, the <laughs> book physically. I don't know if you knew that. You can own a book in multiple formats. I can. Did you know? Right. And I did get new books. I have beautiful bookshelves now that I'm like, now I want to buy all of the favorite books that I've ever loved and just put them on there. Yeah, so that they can be there and... And available. Yeah. So this is a five out of five. And then for spice level. Okay. This is a, um, I would say this is a two. We get one particular scene. Mm-hmm. But it's two but it's thumb, a good scene. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. It's good. Did you ever read um, The Love Hypothesis? No. Mm. Is that another like cute cartoon cover yeah book yeah this is a cartoon cover book by yes, the way this is also a cartoon cover book um a lot of people have read this it also has like one good good spice scene but it's good but it's good but it's good the one that you get yeah is good in the same boat yeah yeah so that's the dead romantics 
really adorable and you like it's obviously great for spooky season but you can read it anytime spooky, spooky. i think actually this one takes place like in the summer or something so summertime beach read or spooky read both <laughs> or both or both or both all right spooky by the beach so what i have brought you today what i'm you? glad you talked about a romance because i'm not going to <laughs> i know I know. My, I actually do. My eyes are so wide I right actually now. do read other things sometimes. What did you bring? I mean, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about the Locked Tomb series. Ooh. Which is the one that starts with the first book, Gideon the Ninth. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about it. Okay. We're finally going to talk about this because... This is the book that has emotionally devastated you. It has emotionally devastated me, wrecked me, um, but also brought me to life. Gave me a new perspective. Um, <laughs> new perspective. Um, I, I have not been so emotionally wrecked by a book, but also, like, I immediately reread the first book. Like, I read the first book, and then I read the second book, and then before the third book came out, I reread the first one. Because I was like, I have to reread this. And anyway, I'll get back to that. Okay. You reread it in such a short time. And I don't reread. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a rereader. I'm not either. a rereader. Yeah. Anyway, so, a couple one-star reviews. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one to start with. I have three. Um, almost gave up, but stuck it out. <laughs> Almost gave up, but stuck it out. Wasn't worth the struggle. Started skipping paragraphs of insane descriptions. She vomits on a canvas and calls it art. Won't read any more of her vomit. Oh my god. <laughs> so fucking harsh, bro. That's so harsh. So awful. <laughs> the next one says, takes God's name in vain. Not needed. <laughs> I disliked someone using God's name in vain. It ruined a potentially good read for me. So no thank you. <laughs> If you were upset by your perceived notion of the the Lord's name being taken in vain, uh, that is not the only thing that would have ruined the book for you. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it, I'm glad you stopped at, at that because it wouldn't have been good for you. Um, this is a tragedy. Do not read unless you like tragedies. You've been warned. <laughs> Somebody doesn't like tragedy. Somebody did not like t- to be emotionally wrecked the way I did. So I read this book audiobook. I read all these books audiobook. Okay. There, there, there are three out so far. There's one more still coming. When is it coming out? I don't know. I think next year. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Still waiting on a cover reveal for that last book. But anyway, I read these on audiobook. Some of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. Way up there with the Good Omens audiobook. Ooh. Um, so good. Maura Quirk. Okay. Is the name of the narrator. Incredible. She's so good. Um, all of the voices are so distinct. It was very funny, especially listening to, like, the third book. Because Andrew, my husband also has read all of these books and was reading the third book. He finished it before I did, but we were both reading it at the same time. And there were things that I caught before he would have caught them, like 
I think this character is this person because I recognize their voice. Like, that's how distinct oh, all of the different God. characters' voices were. That, like, before the name of the character was revealed and it was revealed that, like, this character is over here doing this now, I knew that it was them because they spoke and I recognized their voice. Wow. God, audiobook narrators. Just a second. Let's talk about this for a second. Audiobook narrators are some of the most talented people. For real. And and like audiobooks can be so hit or miss because some it's hard to do an audiobook well. It is very hard to do an audiobook well and there's there there the, because part of the problem is that it can be very little things yeah. that can turn you off of being able to listen to an audiobook. Yeah. Like it could be just like like I was telling you about one of the other audiobooks I was listening. I sent you Snapchats about this. One of the other audiobooks I was listening to. Did I send them to you or did I just send them to Andrew? But she always inflected, all, like, all of her sentences inflected up. Yeah. To the point that it's like, I notice and, like, all your inflection is so weird. And it's, like, taking me out of it in some moments. Yeah. Because I'm like, why are you speaking like that? I'm so distracted and by your... she also spoke so slow. Like, I had to turn Oof. it up to... I had to turn it up to 1.5 Mm-mm. just for it to be tolerable. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it, it can be such little things like that that can totally turn you off of being able to listen to it. Yeah. Um... And so when it's good, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. And, okay, so here's the synopsis. These books are about lesbian necromancers in space. Great. <laughs> it is not a romance. They are lesbian, but it's not a romance. Okay. okay. This is something that I ran into a little bit online where people were like, Gideon the Ninth, it's a romance. It's an enemies to lovers. No. Don't tell people that. Because <laughs> if you go into this book thinking, this is going to be a romance and it's going to be enemies to lovers, you will be disappointed. Yeah. That um, that's seems like a very overgeneralization. You will it. be disappointed because this series overarchingly is about love. But not... Romantic. Always romantic love. Yeah. It's about all kinds of different relationships and loves that people have between their friends and their family and, you know, people that you meet along the way. It's about found family. It's about, like, all of this stuff. And it's about romantic love. And it's about the complications of, like, all of this stuff. It's kind of like my book that I just recommended. Yeah, I know. I know. But I like your book as well. So many fucking layers. Yeah. Gideon the Ninth starts off. With these two girls who live in the ninth house. So this this society has nine houses. They're all like... In the first book, you're not really sure if they're all different planets or if they're like different spaceships. But you do have to do like sort of integral... Like inter... Like space travel to get mm-hmm. between, the, between the houses. <clears throat> and they all have like different domains. And the ninth house is the tomb. The locked tomb. Where supposedly, you know... The god. The Necrolord Prime... Some entity that is evil or a villain in his major backstory is locked in this tomb that is protected by all of these wards and like big rocks and no one can ever get in. Um, And it's locked in there for a reason. And um, our main character is Harrowhark, Nona Jesimus, is the daughter of the like... Um, they're called like the Reverend Mother and the Reverend Father. They're like the leaders okay. of the Ninth House. 
they are dead. And they have been dead for quite some time. And she has been puppeteering their bodies. Because the ninth house is about bones. Okay. Um, every all the houses have like different specialties within necromancy, so and the, we, and the ninth house is about bones. Okay. And well, can you give me an example with these other houses? So, so the fifth house does a lot more with like the ghost, mm. and the seventh house is about like the what do they call it the the beguiling corpse, which they are always trying to make like a sort of animated corpse that is like perfect and like not decaying and not gross okay. and like um so they each encompass a different element of death mm-hmm, a different element of death and they all have like a slightly different take on it and um principles that like the the second house is about like the military and you know stuff like that Harold Hark is the daughter of the leaders who have been dead for quite some time she's been puppeteering their bodies since she was like t- 10 years old okay um Gideon is the only other person in her age group on the ship. She trains with a two-handed sword. And she... Nobody in the house really likes her. But she can't leave because it's a whole thing. She's been trying to escape the ninth house forever. She finally um, coordinates a shuttle that's coming. And she's going to get off on this shuttle. And... Harrowhark finds her and she's like, I actually have to make an announcement and I would really like for you to be there. They've been like rivals and nemesis is <laughs> for like their, their entire life. Okay. Because, and they are just sort of fundamentally opposed. Harrowhark hates her for some reason and Gideon hates her for some reason. But then they're going to kiss later. And are they? <laughs> it's not a romance. <laughs> They are enemies. Okay. And and Gideon's like, I'm getting off on this ship and and I'm going to join the military and go to the front lines. Okay. And Hera Hark is like, come to this thing. And Gideon's like, no. And Hera Hark's like, fine. How about we duel for it? If I win the duel, you stay and you go to my announcement. And if you win the duel, I'll sign your papers with permission to do whatever you want and you can go and Gideon's like fine and so they fight but turns out like Harrowhark had all these things planned and she's got bones everywhere and she wins the duel and essentially what happens is she reveals at this meeting that they are calling all of the sort of highest the the children of all of like the rulers of the houses who are necromancers Mm -hmm to the first house for a challenge because the Necrolord Prime needs new lictors, which are his sort of, like, immortal necromancers that he has, that he's lost several in the course of this, like, war. So he needs new ones. So he needs new ones. And so... So it's a little bit of a Hunger Games kind of situation. But it's, like, it's not, like... We're necessarily competing against everyone. It's not like only one person's going to get to do it. It's like right. we're all here to do these challenges to become a lictor. And all of the necromancers have a cavalier. Well, Harrowhark's cavalier is um, sort of not super into it. And him and his mother are absolutely devastated by the fact that they're going to go to the first house. They think that he's absolutely going to die there. They end up running away and getting on the shuttle that 
Gideon was supposed to get on and flying off. And Harrowhark's like, I need a cavalier. I need a cavalier. Okay. And Gideon's like, no. <laughs> and Harrowhark's like, if you do it, then you'll be free afterward. And Gideon's Ooh. like, gotta do it now. Fine. And she has to do all this training because cavaliers are supposed to wield rapiers, not two-handed, two-handed long swords. So she has to like learn the rapier and blah, blah, blah. They go on the ship. They go to the first house and um, start embarking on these challenges where they like need to find these keys and like yeah. go through this house. And then someone goes down into the basements to, tr- to start doing challenges and finds the bodies of two of the, a cavalier and necromancer pair. And now it's a murder mystery. Oh no! <laughs> and now it's a murder mystery. <gasps> I know. Oh god, I love it when a book starts one way and then I know. turns into another. I know, thing. but here's the thing there's so many layers. It starts as a murder mystery, and then. Other people die, and then all of this stuff happens, and there's like crazy, and there's a whole conspiracy, crazy, crazy necromantic like constructs, and then like crazy like character reveals, and like <gasps> shit is happening for left, right, and center, and you're like, what is happening in this world? And then the reveals at the end, you're like, okay, so this is so this is like slowly over the course of the story, you're like, okay, so this is way bigger than oh, so this is bigger than we thought. Oh, so this is bigger than we thought. Oh, so this is way fucking oh, bigger like, than we thought. Ooh, and I love um, that. and then it all comes to a head at the end, and the end rips your fucking heart out of your chest, throws it on the ground, stomps on it, and spits on it, and says, You're in pain now. <laughs> and and then <laughs> and I said Ow! Because I listened to the last like hour of this book, driving home from work, and I'm like weeping, so- like ugly crying, hyperventilating, <laughs> sobbing in the car. Oh my god! And then you and said, "When like, can I read the next one?" <laughs> and that's the thing about it is, it's like the characters are so like well rounded and deep and like fully formed that I had a response as if like my own friend had died. Oh yeah, got At love the that. end of that book. Love that. Like I was so attached to these characters by the end that the shit that happened, I was <sighs> mourning. Yeah. <laughs> you was, do. You 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 finish the book and you mourn. I was mourning and like anything was like like I found I ran across like a TikTok someone made it was like an animatic of of Harold of like one of the characters and a couple of the characters to this uh of course was a fucking Taylor Swift song that was of course <laughs> perfect for that scenario there's a Taylor Swift song that is perfectly tailored to every angsty angsty thing in any book oh yeah um and and now I'm weeping sobbing hyperventilating yeah. in my kitchen yeah <laughs> days later and it's so good and then the second book is like okay, we set up all this stuff. We set up all these characters. We're in a completely different situation now. And now it's an exploration of grief. Oh, God. And the whole second book is written in second-person perspective. Oh, my God! What? Um, Like, Harrowhark's second-person perspective, where, like, you is referencing Harrowhark but it's but it's written you do this and you do that and it's like she's dissociating so hard like she there it's not oh even my third god because she's grieving person. so much yeah and <gasps> and and the and like again 
there's a whole bunch of layers as to what's going on. Um, and the layers just keep building. And then it... And I'm not even going to get into any further because there, there's literally so much... It takes such crazy turns. And this is the exact reason why I immediately went and reread Gideon after having read Harrow, Harrow, Harrow the Night. Because you're like, okay, well now I need to go back and re-listen to everything and be like, okay, so this person said this. Because they knew that already. Yeah, gotta find but the, they didn't the know that, but they points. knew that. And they thought that they were talking about this thing, but that's not the thing they were talking about. They were talking about this. Oh my God. And... And, like, you go back and you listen to it and you're like, oh, my God, this character knew this thing. Oh, my God, this character said this. And that that sh- that was clearly about something that we didn't know about yet. And, like, it's so, like, so clearly well thought out, like, everything from the beginning to, like, the end of this Say series no more. is, like, Say is no like more. so good and so well. And the writing, Maggie, is so funny. It's written with so much humor. Really? Yeah. Because this sounds like a book, like you said, that would emotionally devastate And me. it does. But that's, that's like, the part that makes the characters, like, so real and well-rounded. Because they do, like, they have this humor and they have banter. And they, and they like, you know, they have hard moments and they have lighter moments. And they find the humor in the dark. You know? So good. And it's so funny. Alright, well... I'm definitely convinced of Five this stars. Five stars?! Five Gideon. stars, no fucking notes. No notes. On, on not just on Gideon, but on Harrow and on Nona, on the whole series, no fucking notes. NFN. Five out of five, it is easily in my top ten Hell books yeah. of all time. I love that. It's so fucking good, Maggie. Okay. It's so fucking good. One pepper. It's like, it's nothing. <laughs> no peppers. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing on peppers. It's like maybe one. It's like maybe there's one scene that is kind of yeah. charged. 10 out of 10. 5 out of 5. 10, 10 out of 10. 100 out of 100. I just finished the third one and I'm gonna probably going to have to go back and reread the second one because now a bunch of new shit has come up oh in the third God. one that I learned that now I'm going to have to reread the second one and be like, oh my God, they knew this and that, that, that. And like it's, and there's so much theory crafting in this community because there's so much going on. Oh my god, there's probably so much Reddit threads. There's so book. much Reddit going on, Maggie. <laughs> there is so much Reddit going on. And it is so good. It's so good. Because you feel so smart when you're when you're when you're reading it and you're like, wait, is this what's happening? Wait, so I think that okay, so this person said this earlier, and then and then you're like, and, and then you and, get out and your and red yarn. It's me with my fucking a bulletin board, like yeah. in the fucking um, Always Sunny meme. Oh, yeah. Uh, with all my red pieces of string <laughs> tying everything together. And that's how I feel reading these books. Like, I'm Snapchatting my husband who's, like, already finished the books. And I'm like, well, she said this. And then the blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's so Maggie. I But I love that. I the, That it's kind the of world best. building. It's the best. That kind of world building. It's Those kind of books just, just get me going. It's so good. They get the people going. They get the people going. Provocative. Provocative. It's so good. It's so good. Five out of five. Five out of five. I'm I'm so happy to hear that. I'm definitely gonna Yeah, I got I think I got this down. How 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 nice that we both had five out of five books today. I know. What a lovely thing that happened. I love our little well rounded little 
little five-star day. Little five-star day. Now, so tell me, in terms of mouthfeel. <laughs> in, ter- in terms of mouthfeel. I can't look at your face and I see. I don't know why it's so stupid and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> But this is what we chose to do. No, it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. In terms of mouthfeel, how would you describe your book? How would I describe this book in abstract terms? Yeah, in abstract terms, how would you describe uh, uh, the dead romantics? Okay, so um, uh, you're sitting on... It's definitely got, like, a, you know, creaky house. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you're sitting in a creaky living room. You kind of, it smells kind of dusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got a good, like, you got a good cup of, like, decent diner coffee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, like a pumpkin scone. It just gives me pumpkin scone vibes, yeah. for sure. Pumpkin scone I'm vibing with pumpkin scone for the book that you described. That makes sense. I to think me. it feels that way. That makes sense to me. Even though it's, it doesn't take place in the fall, but it feels. But it feels. It's got a pumpkin scone kind of vibe. It's got the Paul. The fall. The Paul. Hello. <laughs> the Paul <laughs> vibe. It's got the fall vibe. Yeah. Yeah. The Lock Tomb series. What is this? What is it going to be? <laughs> the Lock Tomb series is I have like a Trenta cup of iced coffee that I made at home and all the ice is melted. And I'm wearing a tweed, uh, uh, a tweed Goodwill blazer. And I have a bulletin board full of newspaper clippings behind me. <laughs> and I've got my hand with red twine in it. And you're and solving I'm, that mystery. And I'm solving the mystery. <laughs> and I'm giving a PowerPoint presentation to nobody. <laughs> to no one. <laughs> I'm giving a PowerPoint presentation to no one. You are Milo standing in that dusty <laughs> classroom it at is, the beginning of is, Atlantis. It is freezing cold outside and I do not have the heat on. And it doesn't matter. I'm cold sweating. And <laughs> Gold sweating and and I just I'm, I'm and I'm crying <laughs> and I'm crying and I'm laughing and I'm delirious and I'm pointing at the newspaper clippings and I'm saying, "Do you see it? Do you see it? I see the truth. Do you see the truth? Do you see the truth." And that's what it is in terms of mouthfeel. <laughs> five out of five books we we have some five out of five books read these fucking books y'all if you haven't read it and listen if you read Gideon the ninth and you didn't like it or you didn't understand don't at me don't don't come for me (laughs) don't at me i won't change my mind or my position Mm -mm. all right good night good night (laughs) thank you and good night (laughs) honestly if you didn't like it are you okay is everything all right at home is everything all right (laughs) at home